Welcome to the Equipping Podcast. My name is Nathan, and I'm here again with my guest host, Kirby Mankin. Good to be here, y'all. What's up, Kirby? Nothing much today. You ready to talk some more Advent? Ready to talk about it. I it love is it. that time of year. It is. Something's coming. <laughs> the Christmas inflatables alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hey, this is part two of two with Wes Butler and Allison Treadaway. We're going to continue our discussion on Advent, so we hope you enjoy our conversation. For some people listening today, they may be thinking like, okay, when I was a kid, I grew up in maybe a a, a church tradition that valued liturgy over other traditions. And they might have seen four Advent candles being lit once for every week uh, of Advent, and then a fifth one on Christmas Eve, the Christ candle. Or maybe they sat down and went through a reading, scripture reading plan, or they had a Devo, or they did something like that. Those are some common practices that the purpose behind them and the origin behind them were all were always like, hey, these are things to help us remember. But what's the story and the heart behind the Advent calendar that you guys have produced? So I am a, a guy who didn't grow up doing Advent. We didn't grow up in a high church. I grew up in the church and, and always, you know, Christmas was highly celebrated in our home. Uh, but we were kind of that family, as you mentioned, that, you know, we just kind of grabbed Luke 2 on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. We'd read it, we'd pray, and then, all right, let's get to the good <laughs> yeah. stuff and open the presents. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and so I didn't grow up with that. And so it probably wasn't until college or after that I was really introduced to the idea of Advent. And as I just began to engage with people from different traditions and heard these things, I was a, I was a music major. And so a lot of the high church stuff comes into when you start mm-hmm. singing classical music, all the masses and cantatas and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I began to see this really beautiful thing of Advent of the storytelling. And so that kind of made its way then to things like the Jesse tree, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of folks uh, have maybe heard about and have used with the idea of, hey, we have this little tree that uh, maybe is a tree or it might just be a twig that I grabbed out of my backyard yeah, and yeah, I yeah. stuck it in a pot and that we would hang ornaments on that represented different portions of, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible story again. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was just something my family and I began to do. A friend gave us a tree, said, hey, have you ever done the Je- Jesse tree? No, we've never done it. Great, let's try it. And, uh, and so there were some really cool free resources that were out there and you just Google it and you could find things like that, that came with a reading plan through the scriptures with a little Devo and maybe an activity. And so we began to do that uh, as a family. And so uh, last year, We just uh, said, man, it would be great if we had something that was uh, just unique to us and some of the initiatives that we were trying to take on at the time. And uh, and so uh, I sat down and started writing out these little devos that families could use using some of those scripture reading plans and uh, and then really connected it to uh, some friends of mine. So Jason Hauser and those guys had written an album called Seeds of Christmas. So Seeds Family Worship is something that we use a lot around here yeah. to help kids uh, memorize scripture. I've got the CDs in my car. They're so awesome. <laughs> and uh, they do such a great job just putting the, the actual text to a tune yeah, and making right, it memorable. Yeah. Yeah for us. And so they had written one for Christmas and we had invited them, Hey, would you come here, do that, uh, you know, presentation with us. Mm -hmm. And so as they were coming, we wanted to, as I said earlier, we didn't just want to throw a really fun event and, you know, tell everybody to come sing the songs. We wanted to send parents out and empower them with something that they could take home and do in their home. So in the fashion of the Jesse tree, we wrote these things, encouraged families to use this, however they felt led to use it. And then to walk through 22 days leading up to Christmas Mm. And really, again, to build that angst in the hearts of their family mm-hmm. of, okay, 
if I were living in this moment when God promised this to Abraham, and yet that's thousands of years later, and, uh, and then all of that leading up to Christmas Day when we get to finally put that star on the tree, so to speak, and yeah. say, okay, this is the one who has come. He's here. Yeah. 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 So, But for most families... You talk about, hey, I'm going to give you a 22-day reading plan for Advent. You know, I mean, probably most families are like, ah, okay, you know, <laughs> I mean, just, and so Allison, I'll kick it over to you. What What are some of the roadblocks that you feel like keep families from observing a season like Advent? Yeah, I think the biggest one for parents with young kids is just a lack of it's a lack of tools. I think a lot of times parents are like, oh, I want to do that, but I don't know what to do. I think of the way that that I was raised in the upbringing I had back before the internet really was around. And it's like, there might be resources out there, but you didn't know how to find them. But nowadays, there's so many resources out there that you can track down and find. But so sometimes I think parents go, man, I, I lack tools. Or they're like, I'm overwhelmed by all the tools at my at my mm-hmm. fingertips. And they kind of get paralysis analysis, you know, yeah. like, I, Which I don't one know do what I to use? do. Where yeah. do I go? What yeah. do I do? And is it good for my two and four-year-old? Or what about my three and five-year-old? And and they kind of overanalyze it. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times you kind of get stuck in paralysis analysis. I also think that um, just busyness this time of year, mm-hmm. like we were talking before, there's so many things. And like this week alone for my family, I look up and it's like five out of the seven days, we have had so many extras, all great, wonderful things to celebrate the season with people we love. But it was like, Mm. You know, my eyes are kind of falling a little bit over here, guys. Sorry. And so there's that. And then I also think the biggest, probably the biggest roadblock is personal loss of perspective. Personal loss. As a mom, I have all the to-dos, all the things that come with the season, the extras that I normally don't carry. And if I get caught up in all the to-dos and I'm just like the checklist of what has to happen today in order to make tomorrow happen or tonight successful, tonight's party we're hosting successful, I got to get all these things done for it. If I don't take time for myself, Mm -hmm. then my whole family won't, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. as parents and our family. So I think that's one of the biggest ones is just personal loss of perspective. Yeah. What about you, Wes? What are some of the things you consistently see among people that kind of keep them from slowing down to focus? So the first thought that comes to mind, honestly, is it kind of a broader picture of just family discipleship in general, Mm -hmm. which is I think the expectations uh, are so high in people's minds of what that looks like. So somebody sitting out there and they're like, well, that's Wes Butler. They know me. They assume things about me and what it looks like in my home. (laughs) Yeah, right. Totally. His kids are levitating. They're like floating around. Yes, yes, father, of course. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that all the time, by the way. No, you know my kids. Our kids play sports together. I'm always like, oh, I'm so embarrassed by the way But you know, but I I really and and look, uh, social media, Pinterest, all those things have kind of made that worse for us. If we're being really honest, because we all post our comparison game, Instagram worthy moments, you know, uh, as opposed to the moment when our kids are in their underwear and you know someone peed on their your high chair or whatever. I mean, whatever that might be. Put your clothes on. Say peed on their brother. Yeah, well, (laughs) that quit on your brother with a stick. You know, did that happen in your family? But discipleship and even that word when we use it I, I have to be really careful because mm-hmm. I think it, it has so much weight and so yeah, many connotations baggage with it, yeah. that make it sound like okay well that's a program that mm-hmm. I do and it's at a certain time and there's a stop time and, a, and there's expectations for the learners right. and and the reality is when we look at the story of Jesus right that his discipleship program had nothing to I mean 
constant interruptions, constant foolishness from mm-hmm. grown men, you know, uh, you know, constant interruptions from little children who wanted to come see Jesus and mm-hmm. the disciples saying, no, you can't come here. And Jesus going, are you kidding me? Like yeah. the chaos, yeah. bring it, you know, that yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. And so I think that if I'm talking to the average parent, that is most often where I think we get stuck is we assume the best about everyone else. We assume the worst about ourselves yeah, right. uh, in some of those moments and in, in, in the private recesses of our minds, at least. And we go, well, gosh, Nathan is, I'm sure he's doing it great. I'll never be able to attain mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so I think what, what Advent can help us do if we're careful is to remind ourselves, hey, it doesn't have to be complicated. It really can be as simple as, and especially with the technology that we have today, I've got a phone that has a Bible on it and I can, in the course of, Whatever I'm doing, go, hey, can we read? Today's reading is from Genesis 6. Let's read these four verses and talk about it. On your way to school. Yeah. Or, and yeah. something I would add, too, is there was absolutely times where my family would get together and two of us would be in a fight or I'd be rolling my eyes or someone didn't want to be there. And what was most impactful in hindsight now about those times in the Christmas season and out of the Christmas season was getting to be around my parents And watching them really care about something, regardless of whether or not we cared about it, regardless of whether or not we were reacting the way they thought we should or the way we should have, the impact came with learning about their heart for what Christmas is about or learning their heart for God's word. And so it's what you said, Allison, is that when you lose perspective yourself, your kids aren't going to have perspective. And so I don't really even remember what we did each year or what we did growing up, but I know we did it. And and what was purposeful and impactful about that was that we sat together and we talked about the Lord and my parents cared about it. Yeah. So we wanted to care mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. it never looked perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it always ended in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah, so don't I, lose heart. But yeah. I think that's, I think that's the reality for all of us. I mean, uh, you know, there is no, the, the whole Hallmark Christmas thing is just a, it's, it's just a myth. Like there's no, uh, there's no reality to that. I mean, it, it is, it's messy. I know for me, a lot of times that's where a lot of the source of my frustration when I try to do something with my kids is, okay, s- hey, sit down. I feel like, cause in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm finna, I'm finna wax eloquent and this is going to be awesome, you know? <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, all right, all right. And then Miles is like, daddy, look at that over there. You know? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, you're not paying attention, you know? Yeah. And that frustrates me. And then the, and the boys are definitely not paying attention and they're, they start fighting with each other. And then one of them is going to their room and then I'm just like, golly, that, all right, that was our family devotional. What the heck? Yeah. You know? yeah. And I, but I think that's the reality for all of us. I mean, it's almost like if you have that sweet moment, it's the, except, it's the exception, yeah. not the rule. You but know? you just do it. And when it doesn't go well, you just do it again the next yep, day. That's right. And because yep. it works. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I think, too, there's also a sense. And so equipping ministry, we put on equipping classes all the time. It is amazing, guys, if y'all saw the statistics of the amount of people who sign up to do it. And then the people. So let's say 100 people sign up, right? 60 of them actually come. And then out of the 60 that come, only 30 of them finish the class, mm-hmm. right? That's pretty typical of, of uh, just a standard oh, wow. equipping class. Yeah. And so I think, I, I think this translates across the board. A hundred people are going to be interested in doing something. 60 of them are actually going to do it, right? And then for whatever reason, well, I missed a couple of days or I missed three days or four days in a row. All right, it's a wash. 
I'm out, you know, and yeah. they just don't do it at all. So have y'all seen that with in, in no, kind of helping? Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yes, mommy, time. teach me more. <laughs> yes. What happens? How has that shown up for you, Allison, in, in I'm, just I'm in serious. your life? I'm yes? kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, well, it's funny you say that because I was just, um, when I knew I was going to do this, I was telling you earlier, Nathan, that uh, I told my community group, I was like, hey, pray for me because I kind of feel disqualified for this now mm-hmm. because this week, seven out of the five days, I said we were out and about and things going on. And so Advent started last Friday and we've had eight days and I think we've done four, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday was like, hey, guys, let's knock out two of these real quick, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and my, my oldest kind of rolled his eyes at me and my my middle like, okay, mommy, what can I read? And she loves it. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I think... um. What was the original question? Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> exactly what you just said. Yeah, really I mean, yeah, like. just the, yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah, in, that's yeah, what it looks reality. like. And I think that my mind, like my heart, like what I love is we're sitting around at a meal mm. and, and everyone's sitting in their chair and we have our <laughs> cute little table set and, and we're reading from God's word and we're having these deep and meaningful conversations oh, yeah. and they take the scripture and they apply it to, oh, that happened to me last week, mom. And Wow, thank you for that wisdom you imparted on me. You are so faithful. And, you know, that's what I want. And, yeah, right. you know, and that's what I, I long for with my kids. And, you know, occasionally we have those kind of yeah. conversations. Yeah. I have a nine and seven year old that, that are capable of dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's not just what's your favorite restaurant, Sonic? Conversation over, yeah. you know, look yeah. at the truck, you know, that we actually have conversations now. Mm-hmm. And so for us, a lot of times I have gotten away from the daily with my kids because of schedule. Um, but a lot of times we'll, we'll do every, every few days or at family mm-hmm. mealtime, we'll, we'll find times where we actually sit down and sometimes it's meaningful conversation. And other times it's kind of like not checking the box, but we read and we, we do the application mm-hmm. and we hang the ornament, mm-hmm. but then, and then we're on in five yeah. minutes with yeah. our next yeah. task. But, but Kirby, what I'm hearing you say is that matters. Like totally. just the consistency yeah. of doing it. it. Even you're like, put the dang ornament on the dang up tree. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's still, it matters that you just do it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So Wes, as you build the advent calendars, you think about, you know, uh, putting this resource out in front of people. What are those best practices that you're going to tell that, that mom or that dad that's listening into this, that's dealing with that reality Encourage that guy, help him, equip him. Hey, this try this, do this. What are some of those best practices? Yeah, well, I think back to what Allison said, I think some of it's just setting our expectations, yep, right? Totally. So mm-hmm. uh, JP always says all the time, our greatest disappointments come from our uh, our unmet, unmet expectations. expectations yeah. mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and so just setting your expectations, knowing your family, you know, so think uh, child development type things. Just go, man, if I've got a two-year-old mm-hmm. and a four-year-old, it's going to look far different than the guy who has a seven and a nine-year-old. Totally. And it's going to look a lot different than the guy who's got a 16 and a 17, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just understanding where your family is, set your expectations on that. And then as far as, you know, uh, you know whether it is just saying, hey, this is the time of day we're going to target. So, hey, we know we're going to have mm-hmm. a meal together as a family three times this week. And so let's let's try to use those times. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. gosh, bedtime usually happens for us pretty Pretty well, great. And so, again, that's part is just knowing your family, mm-hmm. how you operate. Some of you guys may all be sending kids to school at the exact same time, and you have a really kind of tight morning routine. And so, if this fits in there, so great, find those times. But then also, as Kirby said, just going, okay, you know what? We didn't get a chance to do this today, but gosh, can we talk about, we were going to read about Noah. And if you know enough of the Noah story, you don't even have to have the Bible in front of you. Mm-hmm. You could be driving to you know, yeah. soccer practice. Yeah. 
and go, hey, do you remember that story about Noah? And how do you think that connects to, oh, well, there was that promise. And so just understanding enough of the story or so when we put the Advent Guide together, part of what we tried to do is to make it really accessible to parents. We're not giving you 30 minutes of reading, mm-hmm. um, which some Advent Guides do more for adults, right? Yeah, it's but literally like three paragraphs you, a day yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. so, I mean, you could read it in 30 seconds. And even the, the scripture passages, we're not giving you a whole chapter. Mm-hmm. It's 10 verses, six verses, some some days. Um, and, and so it can be done pretty quickly. And then, yes, we have some discussion questions. And honestly, that's, as Allison was saying, that's usually where, hey, there's some gold in there. Yeah. yeah usually. Totally. Uh, and then uh, and if it's going to take time, it's that. But again, that's something you can do on the fly. Anywhere. Hey, go brush your teeth yeah. and let's keep talking about this. Yeah, you know? right. Um, so just setting your expectations, I think, is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And then finding something that's accessible. Hey, this yeah. isn't going to take... 15 more minutes of my day. But again, that's going back to Deuteronomy 6, where we were instructed as parents, hey, teach these things to your children as mm-hmm. you go along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. And it was just a part, was supposed to be a part of the rhythm. It wasn't intended to be something you add to your day. Yeah. We've all got so much going on. My family had the, you know, uh, not identical schedule, but very similar, mm-hmm. where we had something almost every night this week. And so we didn't have those times to sit around and read that story. Or right, And right. so we, we just kind of found our moments and yep. we've read through, you know, some things and, and yes, we're behind true yeah. confession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you totally. Know, yeah. Uh, and that's okay. Yeah. Get in line. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just say again, the point is that your kids see your heart and your love for it. Cause kids, I wanted to love everything my parents loved. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they cared about it and mm-hmm. it really, their enthusiasm came from their own personal experience with the word of God and with God made me want to have a personal relationship with God. And mm-hmm. and that's what kept me interested. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't something that was like, oh, he does that over there. Yeah. It was a, oh, this is permeating every aspect of life. Right. Like I see it. I see it in this. I see it in that. And that's the beauty of the, the Christian story. If we're going back to story, mm-hmm. is that uh, the story is being written everywhere. It's yeah. not like you have to go to a building called a church to experience the story. It's in fact, it's happening Every, everywhere around you, yeah. when you're driving to school, when you're picking your kids up, when you're going to a soccer game, when you're, you know, doing all of the stuff, it's just that it's that paying attention to, oh, I see it here. Hey, hey, did you see that? That was awesome. Like, uh, and those are the, those are the gold moments, you know, for, for so many of us. Yeah, it's the, the power of story. So C.S. Lewis was asked one time, hey, why did you write the Chronicles of Narnia? Mm-hmm. And in his explanation, he just talked about that. He was observing in his own religious traditions, just the cynicism and the skepticalness that his friends had and just the the church in general. And what he said is that there were these watchful dragons that guarded the minds of everyone. And that story was one of the ways to slip past the watchful dragons. Mm, And so that's why he wrote Narnia. And all of a sudden you see this. And, And so just to think about how kind and wise our God is, Mm. our father is, Mm. that he didn't give us just principles and hey this is you know a plus b equals c and this is how you live the christian life but he gave us a story he entered into our story Mm. right Mm. and so again i think christmas is one of those times where you can kind of slip past the watchful dragons yeah uh in in the minds of your kids because your kids even with their childlike faith especially the older they get they're beginning to develop their own skepticism and Mm -hmm. is this really true and you know when mommy and daddy say do this and don't do that because god said why Mm -hmm. should i care about god and yet if as Kirby said earlier, if, if that child can fall in love with the God of the Bible, 
can fall in love with that savior in a manger, can fall in love with that savior who welcomes children through the stories that are true stories. This mm-hmm. isn't some fairy tale, but yeah, this is right. a real life story that's better than any adventure story mm-hmm. for really honest. And yeah. and then I think the other piece of this, and maybe this goes back to the question of uh, best practices, is to also engage your family in the adventure story that plays out. That's why I think Christmas time is such a a vital time for you to find ways that your family can serve together. Our external focus yeah. team does a great job of that because now we're, we're entering into someone's advent, yeah, right? Where right. they're waiting and going, gosh, does someone really care about me? Right. Does this God really care about me? And so whether it's the homeless ministry that we partner mm-hmm. with or mm-hmm. brother bills or something like that, that we get to take our kids and as a family go and engage in the advent mm-hmm. and engage in that adventure, be a part of someone else's angst and to be a part of the hands and feet of Jesus meeting that need. So what are some ways that you guys have seen people do this well? I've watched, it was just through the nest because I see lots of, lots of moms. I just, this last week, knowing this was coming, just asked like, Hey, what are y'all doing? How are you doing? And how's it going? And what I've learned from all these moms with different age kids, young, young to lower elementary, upper elementary is um, how I see them doing this well is they have a plan, Mm -hmm. right? And it's simple. Like pick the ones that do it well. It's a simple plan. It's something that's attainable. Again, with back to the expectations deal, it's attainable. It's visible. It's out in the open. It's 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 out in front where you can see. Like mm-hmm. our tree that we use for our little ornaments we hang is right by the, the table we eat at every night. Mm-hmm. And so it's out. It's visible. Um, they have a plan. It's simple. Um, and they also, this is super key for ones with little bitties. Um, they keep their hands occupied. Mm-hmm. And so with little bitties, so when I mean that, I mean like four and under, like doing, um, going through an advent or reading something, doing a time where they're already somewhat occupied, i.e. snack time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're maybe when they're little, if they're, they're drinking something before bed or it's yeah. meal time, they're already kind of somewhat occupied. It keeps the temperature of the conversation at least, keeps mm-hmm. everyone focused, yeah. right? And then when they're so you're not old, trying to sell them like sit still, sit still. Yeah, <laughs> everyone gather around and sit still, be still after they've already been sitting yeah, for a meal or for not, something. Else. Yeah, do it. The best practices I see and people who've done it well, it's people that bring it in a part of a normal rhythm of their day. Mm-hmm. They're already sitting at meal. They're already reading a story before bedtime. They're the thing that they're already doing. This is just now what they're discussing during that time. And then also, um, as your kids get older, is that you're not lecturing them. Mm-hmm. Like you're not reading at them. Like as they get to where they can read. People that do this well are people that engage their kids in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we have this this little advent that my Square Run One group. So for those that listen that know what that is, it's Square One is a, a class for moms, first time moms. And my group was like 50 people. Now it's hundreds, I hear. Um, and they did this. Um, there was this thing called Meaningful Christmas, and it was by some moms that attend our church. And they wrote this really simple advent, and we all got together, and we, we bought this book, and then we made ornaments, and it went with it. And it's really simple, mm-hmm. like a scripture, a few things. And we still do it to this day, but now my big kids who can read, they read the scripture. They ask the questions right, of good, us. Yeah. And so when you engage your children, mm-hmm. I think instead of just doing it at them, letting them be a part of it yeah. and ask the questions oh, and be yeah. a teeper, teacher totally helps. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the me too factor uh, mm-hmm. in this is is so key. Like, 
for parents to sit there and, and acknowledge, hey, I need this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this story isn't just for you, right? This isn't just Linus standing on stage and, and reciting the story for himself. This is for Charlie Brown and for everybody, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. for us as parents to engage in the implications of this for them, right? Yeah. That's why those discussion questions, a lot of them will have some, hey, talk about this or ask this question is because we as parents, what we don't want to do, as Allison said, is lecture them and say, this is what you need. Mm-hmm. This is, Advent is a time where we all come together and go, this is what we need. We need a savior. We mm-hmm. need a rescuer. We need his coming again. The world is broken around us. Mommy and daddy are broken. Mm-hmm. Here's daddy's brokenness, yep. right? And so to acknowledge some of that. And so some of that can start with, if you are frustrated with your kids and you start snapping at them yeah. and just sit down, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. lose your cool in that moment. Yeah. One of the most powerful things you can do in that moment is to take a big deep breath and say, hey, you know, before we read this story, this is, please forgive yep. me. Yeah, uh, I did know, that I last up. night. Yeah, <laughs> I messed up. Uh, yeah. And and gosh, we're about to read about a Savior. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for the Savior who came to this earth and was a baby, but died as a man, mm-hmm. you know, so that I could be forgiven. So gosh, let's pray. And then and then we can read this. So applying it to your yourself, mm-hmm. standing, you know, side mm-hmm. by side, shoulder to shoulder with your kids, as opposed to standing over them mm-hmm. and being a teacher to them yeah. is so crucial. One more, I think is go with the flow, like be flexible mm-hmm. a little bit. And so um, the other night or the other day we were doing our advent and, um, you know, my mind, my type A personality, like we're supposed to read this verse and this question and answer this and discuss this, right? Well, we were talking about the Trinity and my husband jumps in and he is like, starts explaining the Trinity, <laughs> try stands for three. Da, da, and I'm like, hey, you're getting off road here, right? Mm-hmm. But the kids go, when he started explaining what else starts with the, you know, try. And they're like, tricycle, yeah, with three wheels. And and then my five-year-old goes, triceratops. Mm-hmm. And that's like, <gasps> you know, and he like, you know, and he Dinosaurs. leaves the table, runs to get his stuffy triceratops yeah. named Chewy, by the way. Yeah. And Chewy joins the table and he's, you know, participating of in our course. conversation yeah. now. And that was a moment where, like, I've been talking to my kids about the Trinity is like an egg and an apple, like, like since they were born. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the light bulb went off with my kids. And it's like, I and I was like, oh, but we went off road. And I was kind of bothered yeah. by it at first. But then I go, oh, this is what it's about. Yeah, it went in direction this you is what it's about is, yeah. is letting the conversation go where the kids are are asking questions for, yeah. that's what's going to keep yeah. them focused. It's you know? really good. Yeah. Well, in that same heart of going with the flow, I think bringing this all back full circle, um, during that 400 years of waiting, there was an expectation of what would happen. And it did not go the way that they thought it would go. Because while they were expecting a, a, a warrior messiah, someone who would... Mm-hmm. Um, unseat Rome and restore the glory of Israel to independence. What they got was a baby crying in an animal stall in Bethlehem that night so many years ago. And and I always love, um, one of the things I meditate on during this season is just, the, it's just John 1, right? In the beginning was the Word. So, you have the pre-existence of Jesus prior to even the creation of the world, like Jesus has always existed, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, getting back to the, what you were saying a second ago is, is Trinity. But in the providential plan of God, the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He created everything. Everything that has been made has been made through Him. And then you skip down to verse 14, and it says, And that Word 
became flesh and dwelt among us, right? And we saw him. <laughs> it's so crazy. We saw him. Like First John 1 starts off like that. I'm writing these things to you about something that I've seen with my eyes mm-hmm. and touched with my hand, right? Concerning the word of life. Like this is not something that's this abstract idea that we celebrate during this you know, Christmas season. There's a reality of the word that becomes flesh, a man in front of us who makes himself vulnerable to his creation and dies, right? And uh, is raised from the dead. And now we find ourselves in another Advent season of awaiting his return. And so, look, we get it that this season is crazy. There's a lot of commercialization of all of this. And and you know what? Roll with it. You know, use that as, some, as something that you can, can connect the story to. But I think if you've heard anything from us today, hopefully you've heard us say we get it and also do something, you know, like have a plan to slow down, to be purposeful and intentional, even if it's in a moment where as a parent, you have to ask for forgiveness from your child and connect that to, hey, by the way, um, remember, this is the reason that I'm able to humble myself before you because God humbled himself, right? And and became a man. And so would encourage you guys to check out the Watermark Advent Guide that's on our website and then take advantage, um, do, do things with a group of people. Allison, you said there's a group of, of ladies that you lead that they do this together. Um, there's always strength in knowing that people are with you in in this journey. So Wes, Allison, thank you very much yeah, uh, for being you. here. We hope you guys have a great Christmas season as we celebrate the birth and the second coming of our Lord. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for tuning in for part two of our Advent series. We hope it encouraged you and sets you up well to celebrate the reason for the season. And if you liked it, share with your friends. If it encouraged you, share with your mama friends and your families that are trying to make the season meaningful. And subscribe on our channel anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions, email us at equippingpodcasts at watermark.org. Thanks, y'all. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.